this. Anybody have a Bible? Are y'all one of them churches? Okay, I, I've been gone for a week. I don't know if y'all just fell off. All right, so if y'all one of those churches who uh, believe in the Word of God, go with me to Third John. Third John. Thank you. Thank you. Man, y'all are getting this thing, man. I, I, I might take another vacation. If y'all, if Pastor Stephen gets y'all in line that much. If he whips y'all in that much shape, okay. Good times. Praise God, man. I tell you, that's good. Man, I love it. I love getting together, studying God's Word with you. So if you've got your Bible or your app, go to 3 John, and we're going to go to verse. I'd encourage you. I don't, I don't mind the apps. The apps are great, especially out for the bathroom and uh, on your phones. Those are great for that. They're great. Just be real. Be honest. Let's just tell like it is. But there's no substitute for your Bible. So I'd encourage you, get a Bible, get a pen, get a highlighter, get a notebook, and, 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 and take notes and jot stuff down and go back. It's just there's something about that. It's just... Maybe it's just the old school to me, but it's just good. So I encourage you to do that. Third John, verse 2 says this. It says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Man, can you do this? Can you read this with me out loud? Let's read this together. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Let's get that word in us today. Lord, let that take root in our hearts. Let that take root in our hearts today, God. Let us, Lord, today grab hold of the word of God in its fullness. Help us today, God, to get back to the true meaning of prosperity and what it should be and what it looks like for us as believers and for the church. God, I'm thankful that it is your will to prosper us. God, you are a God who's... uh, who wants to give good gifts to your kids, and you want to bless us today, and you want to give us the freedom that's been made available to us. And Father, I just pray right now, God, if there's anyone in this room today or maybe hearing this over the Internet or over uh, iTunes, God, who doesn't know you, God, even as this word goes forth today, it'll get into their hearts. It'll get into their life. It'll change them today, God. And as a result of this word today, God, they'll experience the eternal life that can only come through you, Father. We give you praise for that now. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Look at your neighbor and say, you look good on Independence Day. Amen, amen, amen. Man, I, I, we are, we only, I would do this right now. I would do this. Get here next week. It is the, the final finale, last message of our DNA series. Man, I tell you, I've had a good time. I, this has been the greatest series that I've, I'm telling you I've ever enjoyed preaching. And the only one that's going to be better than this one is the next one we start. So uh, I just, it's like that every time. It just only gets better. But I've really, truly enjoyed uh, spending time with you guys and, and talking about the Word and sharing God's Word and, and really looking at the core values of our church and what we believe and what we stand for and why we do what we do and, and what we're about. And it's just been great. And again, all those messages are available to you. And that's what we've been doing. So if you're here for the first time, maybe been a while, that's what we've been doing. We've just been doing a series called DNA as we look at the makeup of our church and what we're all about and what we believe, and you can go back and find all those things out. And, and we're on the last today of this series. We're on the last subject, topic, heading, or whatever in the area of what we believe. And we believe as a church in prosperity. All right, we believe in this. Even straight from our statement of faith, this is what we believe in, 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 in uh, the area of prosperity and what God would have for our life. We believe in total prosperity. We believe in total prosperity. We believe in it in uh, spiritual prosperity, mental prosperity, physical, and financial. So if you look at that today, this is what we believe in total, complete prosperity in all areas of our life. 
I mean, so, so I want, really want you to look, look for that for just a second. Get this in you. As this, even as a scripture in 3 John that we just read, we want to get this in us and, and really believe God's word for this. And we've even done this, and I appreciate Justin taking care of this for us and doing this, but we've even made, made up word of faith cards or sheets of, 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 with the scriptures on it. You should have gotten one of these when you came in. If you did not get one of these, make sure you grab this before you leave and go home. And do this. Get a couple of them if you have to. Stick it in your office. Stick it on your fridge. Stick it somewhere where you can read it and look at this. And I want you to start reading the scripture. I want you to start looking at the, the word of God about what God would have for your life in these areas of prosperity because I truly believe that God's will is to prosper us and prosper the church. And this is what's happened, I feel like. The, the message has somehow in the church today gotten messed up. It's gotten turned around and because of people's maybe selfish motives or prideful motives and they've come in and misused, abused people, misused the gospel message of prosperity. And a lot of people have twisted that around and turned around to try to make it work for them because maybe they didn't understand the purpose of it all. Anytime you don't understand the purpose of something, what can happen is it can create a perversion for that. And even though today some people may have perverted the message of the prosperity gospel, it does not change the fact that I believe in God's word tells us, it shows us over and over and over that he wants to prosper the church. That's what his desire is for us. I believe this. Even the gospel itself, it is the word, it means good news. I mean, and so a lot of times we read this, and, and some people don't go to church because, man, they're afraid they're going to hear bad news. No, it's great news. And there's good news in the gospel that what Jesus did for us, and it's his desire and his plan. And even though someone may have perverted this principle, it still rings true today that God wants to bless you. He wants to prosper your life. He wants to bless you in every avenue, in every area. And we're going to look at this in the scriptures and, and just unpack this thing today. I believe this, that it is God's will to prosper you. Now, I want you to do this today. As we talk about this over the next couple of weeks, really open your spirit and your heart and mind. Some people, just the moment I said prosperity, they closed themselves off and they said, we're in church, we're going to talk about money, I'm not going to listen. You'll miss out. You have a miserable life if you, if you close yourself off to that. And even today, we're not even talking about finances. And when we talk about the word prosperity, it's so big. It's so huge. And even in our statement of faith, we break this down in order, spiritual, mental, physical, financial. I believe that's the most important. I believe priorities are in order in this, in this even in the list of how we, we establish our statement of faith and what we believe about how important this is. But I think this, I feel this is so strong and, and that, that he wants to do this for our life. And in the scripture, in the actual text that we use today, John was writing to a church that he helped establish and plant, and he's writing back to this church a letter to them, and this is what he's doing. He is in the scriptures. He is battling the false doctrines and the teachings that have come out and twisted the gospel message, turned and made it things that it's not, trying to, trying to battle false doctrine, antichrist-type spirits, and everything that could come along with this. So he's battling these things. He's coming against this in the scripture. And in our text, and I want to read it from the Message Bible real quick. If, if you don't have that translation, it is on the screen. It says, we're the best of friends, and I pray for good fortune in everything that you do and for your good health and that your everyday affairs prosper as well as your soul. That's cool, man. That is cool. So think about this. Think about John writing this back to this church, these people that he loves. He's established this relationship with them. 
That's, that's, that's just even the, even the fact that we're able to eavesdrop and look in and read the words of someone who played such a big part in history and who was such a powerful force for the kingdom. We get to look into this and get into their minds and, and hear the heart of God that he spoke to this. And, and just, just grab this for one moment. As a, just a, as, a, as a person who played a part in their life, it is his plan. He is wishing the best for this, his church. He is wishing the best. He's telling them, I want you, I want you to be in health. That's cool. I want you to prosper. I want your mind to I want you to be in it as just as your soul is. I want every other area of your life to be the same way. And I, and I kind of feel that. I, I, I definitely don't want to put myself in a category as with Apostle John, but I, I feel that I grab his heart because as a pastor, it's my deepest desire to look across this room. And, and as I pray for our church and I pray for the people who are connected to this ministry, I pray and it's my heart's desire, everything that is within me, to see them truly prosper. And so I just, I kind of feel for him, man, I got the connection with him, and I feel like, man, as he's writing to his people and, and those that he's in love and God has entrusted into his care to be a part of their life, he has this deep desire for them to prosper, and I feel that. I, I mean, I feel that connection because, again, it's, it's just what I, I want to I get, man. I want to just grab that for us to go in that direction. And, and as a pastor, I just, I want to see you guys blessed in, in all areas. And, and so this is what I got to think about is the fact that this, this pastor is wanting this for his children. I'm wanting this for you guys. But how much more so is God wanting this for us? So I want you to, some of you have this picture of God up on this throne and just being this big judge and who's ready to come down and kill and destroy everything. No, scriptures clear, made that very clear that the, the enemies who come to steal, kill, and destroy, but God's come to give life. Jesus came to do that for us. So let's begin to somehow get this picture in our mind of what he wants for us. As a daddy, I want good gifts for my kids. Amen. I want to see them blessed. I want, to, I want to see my kids. But listen to what the scripture tells us in James 1.17. It says this. It says that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Every good and perfect gift is coming out. Let that sit for a minute. Some of you guys right now, if, if you're today, you're wanting something bad for your kids, if you're wanting them hurt, if you're wanting them messed up, if you're wanting them, man, you need to seriously pray, first of all, and get your heart right because you don't want, nobody wants that for their kids. You love them. You love, and you want to see your kids blessed. Nobody in this room, man, would, would just, I hope not, purposely just in any way want to harm their kids. You do things to protect them. I've seen some of you mama hens get fired up, get cranked up. So your little baby falls in the nursery and hits their head. Nobody knocked them down. Nobody did anything until they fell something out and somebody makes the claws come out, man. Some of you guys are so spiritual. You pray in tongues. You speak of the Holy Ghost. You lift your hands in worship. But somebody does something to your kids. It's like Satan comes out of you somewhere. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. And, and so it's just like this. Oh, ah. I mean, but, but listen, it's our kids. And we love them. The Bible says that God is a good daddy who loves and wants to give good gifts to his kids. That's his desire. So before we do anything else, establish this in your mind. Settle this issue in your heart. Look at your neighbor right now, square in the eyes, and tell them he loves you and wants to bless you. He loves you and he wants to bless you. Remember, every good, every perfect gift came from above. Every one of them. So today, here's the deal. If it's good, he gave it to you. 
Mm. Oh, hold on now. I, I, I missed a couple of good amens from some people who are spirit-filled. If it's good, he gave it to you. No, it, I have good things because I work hard. If you work hard, it's because he gave you breath and life, ability, mind, all those things. Everything that you have. No, it's because I, done, I went to school. I didn't, if you went to school, if you did the, if you have any good, if you have a child, it, some people say, I don't know if that's a good gift or not sometimes. I mean, either way, he gave you the gift. It is your, he gave it to you. So every one of these gifts that he gave, it came from him. So today I want to do this. We're going to break this down. We're going to look at this in, a, in, in two, two lights. We're going to do two, two this week maybe and two next week maybe and finish this series up. But I want to split these areas up. So if you're taking notes, the first thing I want to talk to you about is the area of what we believe that God wants to establish in your life and he wants to bless you spiritually. All right, God wants to bless you spiritually. So the teachings we're going to talk about are straight from our Words of Faith card that you have, you take home, you can study these things. But first of all, the most important thing that God wants to do is bless your life spiritually. It's the most important thing because this is what will happen. Our natural minds will fade away. Our physical bodies will die one day. This thing will decay. It will go back to dust. I don't care what you do. You can do the Zumba. You can run 30 miles a day. You can eat right. But one day it's going to crash. It's going to burn, and you will die. Love and encouraging word from your pastor today. God bless you. Amen. Let's pray. Let's go to the house. Amen. You're going to die. But no, it's just going to happen. And here's the thing. I don't care how much money you got. One day it will burn. It just, it's going to burn. You can, none of this stuff matters, really. Now, I mean, when it's all in the grand scheme of things, none of this, but this is what's so cool about God. He wants to prosper us and bless us in each of those areas anyway. That's my daddy. He's good. He is awesome, and he loves us that much. He wants to do that. But the first thing, the most important thing in our life is we have to realize if, if focus on the spiritual, and this is what's so screwed up about our minds, and it just we get so caught up in this world's mindset, we focus more on the other areas than we do the main area. We, I don't know why. Well, I, I do know why. I mean, because we're flesh and we deal with junk and we're human and we don't take the time to do the things we should do sometimes. But listen, we pour, just for a moment, bow your heads, close your eyes. Let's get spiritual. All right, just for a second. Just in your minds, nobody looking around, just you, just God. I don't need looking at you, man. I got my eyes closed. Just for a moment, just rank these categories in your mind. Separate the spiritual, the mental, the physical, and the financial. The areas of your life, these are the four areas that really, when we break it all down, these are the four areas that we have to deal with in life and, and that, you know, they're truly the most important when it's all said and done, these areas. Where at in your life do you kind of balance these things? Do a one to four, top four list of where these things are in your life, in your mind. What comes first for you? Hmm, just think for a second. Just, just... In your mind, what comes first for you? If, if for you, finances come first for you, that is an idol in your life, needs to be cast down. It needs to be burnt and done away with. If today, in your mind, if you're looking at that list, and as you made out this list, the physical became the top thing in your life. You're more concerned about your physical appearance, your look, how great your body is, how, how healthy you may be. You're worried about taking this medicine, that medicine. Again, any of these things in the physical body, if it is ranked up here anywhere above the, this first thing that should be first in our life called the spiritual walk, it is an idol in your life and needs to be cast and burnt down. 
Now today, even in your mental capacity, in your mind, your understanding, as important as that is, and we need peace in this area, and we'll talk about how to get that today, if that is before the spiritual walk of your life, things are out of order. So today we look at the scripture, and you can open your eyes. The scripture today, we look at the most important thing to us is our spiritual walk. If you're asleep, hit your neighbor. All right, make sure they fall asleep during that time. I know it's kind of tough. All right, 3 John 3 says this. Now listen, this is the next, next verse. It says this. I was most happy when some friends arrived, brought the news that you persist in following the way of the truth. Now, hear that? I was most happy when some friends arrived and brought the news that you persist in following the way of truth. Remember what he just said? He said that I want you prosperous, blessed, even as you're so prosperous, all these areas, I want you prosperous. He said, but what made him the happiest? When he arrived, he heard the good news that there was a segment of people who were persistent, staying on track, staying on course, going in the way of truth because this is the most important thing. The Bible says in Mark 8, 36, what will it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul. Think about that for just a moment. What if you had everything? You, man, you was rolling deep pockets. Ching, you was, I mean, you had it. You had it all. You had the Adonis body, man. You was Mr. Olympia. You was, I mean, you was Miss Universe. You was looking good, smelling good. You had the money. Your mind was right. Everything was in place, but you didn't know Jesus. What, what profit is it? Again, he didn't say, I don't want you to gain the world and have things. He just said, but what good is it to have that but miss this? What, when it's all said and done, what good is it to have these things and miss these things? When I sit down and, and I do premarital counseling or I do it through counseling with someone and we're dealing with a, a marriage or relationship, I talk about it and I look them in the eyes. And I say this with all honesty. I say, and I love them and I love that couple and I want to see their marriage survive. I'll tell them, man, you can have it all, Jack. You can have the money, you can have the fun, you can have this good long life, you can have all these things, you can have a great sex life, you can have all this stuff that should come with marriage, but if you don't have Jesus first, marriage means absolutely nothing. Man, why don't you tell them that? Because it's true. It's the most important thing for us. So again, we must establish this in our mind. We must get this clear that it is, it is what God's plan is will for our life. And, and this is what can happen today. Some of you are saying, man, my spiritual walls jacked up. Listen, this is what we can do. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says that if anyone is in Christ, anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. And behold, all things have become new. <laughs> If we're in Christ, now listen, this is why we must establish this and get this settled because of all these other issues that come with the mental, the physical, and the finances. But we got to get this established and settled in our hearts and our minds and our spirit because of all the mess that's going to come with these next three. You have to get this settled in your heart. You have to understand that when you get in Christ, when you get outside of yourself, you kill this, you crucify, you lay that down, you accept this gift, and you get inside Jesus because here's the deal. Every person in this room was born into sin. Well, now, I'm not that bad. I'm a pretty good guy. I do good things. I, I give. I try to love my wife. I try to work hard. This, you was born into sin. You came into this world, and it is the reason why Jesus had to come and give his life for us, and we have to be born 
again in Christ and accept him. And if he's anybody born again in this room, you should say amen right there. Amen. We should be born. Now, how do I do that? Romans 10, 9 and 10. It says this and it makes this very clear that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will be saved. For with the heart one believes into righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now, it's kind of interesting that this is the only area of prosperity that we will always have forever. This is it. This is the only one that we'll take with us, we'll go with us, and we'll have this thing forever. But here's the thing about prosperity, and this is where a lot of people miss this, and it starts and has to get established here. Everything that God's provided for us and given to us, we have to do the things, now listen, to access and obtain those things. Now, now, now did you have to work or do it? No, you didn't. You had to believe and confess, and you had to do something to set this thing in motion in your life. Jesus came and it's his will that none die, all come to repentance and none perish, and we all make it to heaven. That will not happen because everybody will not do the things to access that and obtain that free gift. Now listen, you have to do that. And you're going to find this little certain mode of, of transportation to get prosperity and blessing into your life is going to be the same. You have to do the things to open up the door to allow God to get into you what he wants to give to you. So let's go ahead and make that clear. So number one thing that God wants to do in your life, he wants to establish and settle forever your spiritual walk. That in Christ, as you confess your sins, you believe and you call on the name of the Lord that you are saved. Look at your neighbor and say, man, if Jesus is in you, you're saved. Let's look at the next one. Now, here's the thing. Now, we've spent, I don't know, every, every week we talk about the spiritual wall. Every, every week, every time we come into God's house, we talk about that. So, so today, just get it settled. If any questions, you need to talk to anybody, see us at church, and we'll make sure all that's clear and you understand that area of your life. God wants to prosper you. He wants to sing the last forever in your spiritual walk. He wants to give you strength and give you life forever, that when the body dies, the mind goes, and the finances go away, that one day you're still forever in heaven. It's settled in heaven with Jesus for all eternity. Settle that. Amen. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, that's true. Amen. Now, the second thing is this. We want to do this. We want to look at what God's word tells us in the area of our mind. Because I, I, I believe that God wants to bless us mentally. And a lot of times, it's, you know, we, we go to church and we, we don't maybe hear a whole lot about the mind. Some churches have maybe went too far into the mind and everything's just mind and you think positive and everything's a good thought or whatever and everything. No, that, that don't always work. But I do feel this. God wants you to have a solid, sound mind. He wants to bless you. He wants to prosper you in this area. He wants everybody in this room settled. He wants you to be able to sleep at night. Some of y'all, last night, did not rest, you didn't sleep because of all the stuff that's going through your mind, everything that's happening, all the affairs of the day, all the stuff that comes against you, everything that's going on, this battle that's taking place. Some of you did not rest last night. There are people not in this church this morning because they didn't sleep last night. And that's messed up, and that's sad. God wants you to have peace. He wants you to have rest in your mind. Now listen, listen to what the Bible tells us in 2 Timothy. 1-7 says this, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. 
I love that scripture, man. It's one of my favorites. That's why these things are printed out, and I want you to put it somewhere. You can get this word in you, get this established, settled in your heart. It is God's will. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. I, I say this to people all the time. If God didn't give it to me, I don't want it. That's it. I, I, I just don't. If God didn't give it to me, I don't want it. But if anything God has made available to me, it's available for me. I want it all, Jack. I want everything that God has. I want everything that God's made available to us and, and, and made available for us. But again, if, if he didn't do this, now here's the deal. If you today don't have a sound mind, God didn't do that. Just, all right, so get that clear. If there's anything going on, remember every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father above. So you think you may be going through a situation right now and God's trying to do something. He's trying to show you something. Now listen to me. If it's a good gift, God gave it. If it's not connected to a sound mind and if it, and if it is not in this area of peace and power and love, God didn't do that. So get this clear. Get this in your mind. Get this settled. Everything today in you will start in this mind. In the salvation message that was just preached, the gospel message, the good news that Jesus Christ came, died, gave his life for you, died on the cross, came back on the third day, is coming again to receive you. Some of you right now, because of the scripture, if you got that settled in your heart, but the very next thing of what will happen, the enemy will do is this. He'll begin to come against you in your mind. He'll come against you even before you leave this place if you accept Christ, and he'll try to tell you it really did not happen. But the Bible told me that if anybody's in Christ, he's a new creation. Amen. Bible says if, if, if I'm in Jesus, in Christ, I step into this place, the old things are passed away. Behold, this new life, virgins, the Bible says in, in, in the message, that comes forth and springs forth, this new life comes. So that's what happens for us. And then he goes on to tell us this. He wants us to have a sound mind. Now... I just did some deep study and just began to really just look at, and I got into the, the, just the study of sound mind. I encourage you sometimes, take certain things in the Bible and really dig into that. Begin to find out what that really means. What is a, a sound mind for us? Listen to what the great lexicon, it, it, this is straight from it. This is what it says. It says it denotes good judgment, disciplined thought patterns, and the ability to understand and make right decisions. Ooh. Some of y'all are like, dog, I need some sound mind. I'm glad he said that. I'm coming to the altar today. Some of y'all need to get in the altar today when we give this opportunity. Because listen, he wants to, he, he, it's his plan for you. He wants you settled. Young people, hear this. Listen to me. He wants you to have this good judgment, a disciplined thought pattern, the ability to understand and make right decisions. I mean, that's what God wants. He He's concerned about that area of my life, absolutely. He's absolutely concerned today about what's going on in your life, the decisions you make, because, again, making these right decisions determines on these things that happen for us in the future. And it tells us in Romans 12, verse 2, this is how this thing happens for us. It says, you don't, you don't become conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of the mind. Now, Hear this, we've, we've, we've used this scripture, it's a great scripture, and we look at it a lot, but listen, we, we look at it so we can prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God for our life according to the scripture. How, how do we get to this place? We renew the mind. 
Because here's the deal. If you renew your mind today, you set your mind to places that it should be, here's what's going to happen to your mind. Maybe before you even take a good breath, you know, the mind wants to go back to this place. But definitely, when you wake up in the morning, this mind's going to try to take you to another place. It's just, it's, it, it's just, a, just a fact. We don't get real enough in life and in church and, and, and deal with this that the mind is there's a struggle going on. And listen to me. If he can whip you in your mind, he can whip you in the battlefield. If he can whip you in your mind, he can whip you in the classroom. If he can whip you in your mind, he can whip you in the workplace. If he can whip you in your mind, he can whip you in your marriage. He can whip you in your relationships. He can whip you in your finances. If he gets you in this place in your mind that you begin to believe, well, maybe this is not what God wants. The Bible says this. He did not give you a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. Now... I I just want to get this settled in us that, man, God wants us prosperous. It's kind of interesting. You guys are kind of quiet, but it's just even the words sometimes now, just prosperity has gotten so screwed up. It's just, we don't think, no, God, I I just want to get this settled in our hearts. He loves you. Man, he loves you so much. Everything was done. We sung that song, man. So you would come to him. You'd come to the Father. You would receive the Son. You'd have this place. You'd have this mind that's forever settled and set in him and, and established in your heart and in your life and, and, and get in this place of, of clarity. And he tells us in Isaiah 26.3. Isaiah 26.3, he says this. He says, <clears throat> you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Because he trusts in you. Now listen to the prophet as he, as Isaiah as he, as he said this. You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Studying this one day, and I, I, I kind of I don't know, man. Just I love again read the Bible. I can't say that enough. As I was looking at this, as I studied out perfect peace, this is pretty cool here. As we translate that and as we read that, that's two different words, perfect and peace. But if you go back and look in the Hebrew, perfect and peace are the same word. I was like, what in the world? Hold on now, Jack. I was, I, I was, I was looking at this and I was reading and, and I got a study Bible and as, as I look at this thing and I read it and it had the same Strong's Concordance number for each and I was like, perfect peace, same Okay, I said, all right, so let's look at that word for a minute. Who's ever heard the statement, you know, the Jewish brothers use it a lot, shalom? Shalom. I don't think they do that, do they? I was just, <clears throat> I, I did that. I don't know. I don't know what they do. What do they do? Just shake your hand? Shalom? I don't know. But just, I mean, shalom. This is the word, Shalom. That's probably a southern way to say that, the shalom, if you was in. But, but shalom, think about this for a minute. This is the same word. He will keep you in shalom, shalom, whose mind is stayed on you. He will keep you in perfect peace. Now, that's pretty cool, but what's, what's shalom mean? Listen to this from the lexicon. You got to hear it. Grab this. If nothing else, grab this. Completeness, soundness, welfare, and peace. Completeness in number. Safety and soundness in your body. This is cool. 
completeness and soundness and welfare and peace, completeness and number, safety and soundness in your body, welfare, health, and prosperity. I didn't make it up. It's Bible. Peace, quiet, tranquility, contentment, peace, friendship of human relationships with God, especially in covenant relationship. Hear this? Peace from war. Just that right, think of that by that for a second. The war that's going on even in your head, man, listen to me. The war that's going on for your soul, he wants to give you peace in that area. You, that, that can be settled and established. And I really think this is cool. Peace, in parentheses, it says, as an adjective. What's an adjective? I mean, Bobby was talking about this at the beach the other day. What's an adjective? A describing word. It describes something. So what does this mean for me? This is describing something. I can have peace. This is going to be a stretch for some of y'all. This is describe. This is going to describe your life. I can have peace at work. So let's just bow our heads and receive it right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. I mean, you today, you can have this. You can have peace. Describing word. Peaceful home. Fell out of spirit. I'm just kidding. We got to get on. Peaceful finances. Financial peace. He wants to have that. Amen. Peaceful marriage. Peaceful life. I have peaceful. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Just, it's describing word for you. How does it happen? Ron, if you keep your mind stayed on him, you'll have shalom, shalom. Amen. Somebody put that on your Facebook. I mean, shalom, shalom. Amen. That's right. Just think about that in the Hebrew for just a minute. If we go back to that place, we gotta get. You take yourself to that place and make the. Some of y'all struggle with the Bible, and you say, "Man, I can't read this no more. It's no fun. I don't. I wish I could understand it. I wish I could. No, read it." Study. Go to that place in your mind and see this. See these jokers walking around with big long beards and, and a little hat. And then, hey, you keep your mind on him. Shalom, shalom. Perfect peace. Now, hold on. I, 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 you, some of you, you don't have this. You don't have it. Some of you, your perfect peace comes from a bottle. That's where you, you're, everything's, I mean, I'm on the edge. I can't take it. I can't do this. Man, peace. Listen to me. Man, it's, everything's coming against me. I can't, I'm so sick of life. Man, my life stinks. Hold on, I'm serious because I want you to get this. True peace can only come from Him. 
man, my life's so jacked up if I can get in a relationship with the opposite sex. So for somebody it might be today, you might be struggling. If I can get in a relationship with somebody of the same sex, whatever. Both are sin if you're not married. Then I can get my mind clear. I can get some peace. I can get some, something settled for a little while. And if I get a fix of anything other than Christ, maybe I'll be okay. For, here's the deal for you. Only true peace can only come from the Prince of Peace. Nowhere else. And if today some of you, you're searching so hard, you're looking, I mean, you're, with everything you're, past, you're pursuing. For some of you, you read the article that if you jog and do some things and you take care of your body, you'll have peace. Yes, do that. But listen to me. The endorphins will settle down. You'll sit down, you'll rest, and listen to me. You still won't have perfect peace. If the first thing is not in order in your life, and if Christ is not first, if in this order, if anywhere in your life, in those four areas, the areas that God wants to prosper you, if anything is before the spiritual, it's an idol. It needs to be cast down in your life. And if you'll do this, you'll set your mind on him. He will keep you in shalom, shalom. How's that happen, man? Just trust him. Just, you set your mind on him. Pastor Ralph, man, Barbini was trying to preach a good word when she said, I just gave it to him. Now, here's the thing. She came to an altar. She said, I'm going to give this to God. And this was what's the, the, the truth. The enemy came at her. He, he does. That's what he does. If, and if some of you think, man, hey, he's going to do something else, that's just what he does. That's what he is. That's what he, he tries to destroy. God gives peace in life. He's the only one that can do that for us. And when he does this, he came out and he, she said, no, I, I, don't ha- I don't have that anymore. Here's what she done. She's got something settled in the spirit, and that had to be done. But in her mind, she set that on Christ. He says, set your mind on him. Set it in this heavenly place. Put it there. And you'll stay. If you get it established in your mind, perfect peace, whose mind is set on him. And here's the sad thing today. Some of us in this room today, we don't have perfect peace. But here's the good news. And I told you the gospel, the good news is what it is. He died and gave his life so that you could have it. He gave his heart. He gave his life. Everything was done. Everything was done, every struggle, everything that he went to, left heaven, came to earth, put on skin, died and gave his life for you to come. Well, what if I'm saved already? Okay, good, you received that, but what else did he do? He did, he did that so you could have perfect peace. He did that so that today you can sleep tonight. He, he can give you rest in your home. He can do these things for us. And here's the deal. If you don't search for it, go to him, turn it to him, look for it. If you do it in any way, if you look for this in any other area, it's not true peace, and it will not last for you. Can we do this? Can we stand together? I want you to do this. I just, just right there where you stand today, I want you just to bow your heads for a moment. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for perfect peace. <laughs> Hallelujah. Lord, we just thank you right now for shalom, shalom. (laughs) Just once wasn't enough. 
You wanted to make sure that we understood this. You wanted to make sure we grabbed this principle. You, you, got, you wanted to make sure, you said it twice for us, to make sure we can understand today. And if anybody has heard anything else other than this word today in their mind and, it's, and the enemy's tried to use this, I come against that right now. I come against the struggle that somebody's having even in their mind right now that, that is even saying, this is not for me. I don't deserve this. I can't have this. I, 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 this it's not for me. No, God said this. He gave it. He did it for you. He loved you that much. He loved you that much that he gave so you could have and receive today. You mean, you mean, Pastor, that God wants me prosperous? Absolutely. Absolutely. And Father, today, if there's anyone in this room that doesn't know you, first of all, the most important area of their life that has to be established and settled because it's the only thing that will last for eternity. God, today speak to their heart. Speak to their heart, Jesus. Draw them to you right now by the Spirit. Thank you, Father. Come on, ask that. If, if, if you're here and you don't know Christ, in just a moment we're going to open this altar up and we're going to come down for a time of prayer. And if you don't know Christ, if you haven't done this, first of all, you haven't accepted Christ, and you haven't forever settled the fact that God wants to prosper you for all eternity in your spirit and you can be forever saved and settled in Christ. If you haven't done that today, God wants to do that in your heart and life. If you've, if you've drifted so far from him and you've just gotten to a place where, man, you're just struggling, you don't feel that you're ready to meet Christ. In just a moment, I'm going to ask you to come down as we open this altar up. But if that is you, I want you to do this. If heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If that is you, I want you to raise your hand. I want you to look at me for a moment. If that's you, I want you to look up. Hold your head up. Look at me. If that's you, if you aren't forever settled. Amen. Praise God. Thank you. Just keep looking at me. Amen. Oh, man, I love how the Spirit of God just draws right now. That's what he's wanting to do. Anybody else, just look at me. It's not settled. God wants to settle this in you today. If you're in Christ... You come to this place and you get in Christ, new, all the old, it's gone. That's what God does and that's what God settles in our hearts and lives. Anybody else, just look at me for a moment. Thank you. Praise God. In just a moment, we're going to open this altar up. We're going to pray and I want you to be one of those that comes down with me as we do this because I'm going to pray with you. Heads about it, I just do it close. I want to ask this next step because this, I feel this so strong today. If you were at peace in some areas, if you have peace in your mind, imagine so much more you could do for Christ. If you wasn't worried about this, you wouldn't struggle in your mind in this area. You didn't, if, if, if you could truly have perfect peace in these areas of your life, man, what could happen, man? How would your life be forever radically changed? How would that happen for you? It'd be awesome. If that's you, and you just say, man, just in my mind, the enemy's been attacking me there. And this is the truth. He does this to me. He does this to all of us. But there's been a battle in your mind. And today, you want to say this. I want prosperity in this area of my life. I want the prosperity that God's made available to me. I want to pray with you. We want this church. We want to come together and pray with you. So if that's you, I want you to just do this for a moment. Just lift your head up and just look at me for a moment. If that, that the battle's been going on in your mind, and you just need some peace in that area. Just look at me. Listen to me. 
I want you to get this settled today. God wants you prospered in this area. He wants you prospered in this area. Will the tax come? Yes, but you know what to do. We've heard the message, an illustrated message today of Miss Marvina, where she, you set that on Christ. You give that to him today. You renew your mind. Some of you have done this. You've looked for peace and other things. It won't come there. It's only going to come through Christ. Now I want you to do this. If you're looking at me, if your hands are up and your eyes are up, I want you to step out. I want you to come to this altar. And as you come, I want you to do this. Uh, you, can, you can stand or kneel. You can stand or kneel. Praise God. Come on down. Praise God. If you're saying, man, I, I just I need peace. I want, I want, you need today, you need prosperity in your life in these two areas. In any way, I want you to come. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to pray from here. And this is what we're going to do. The worship team is going to go into a song. And then this is what I want you to do. If you didn't come down, settle, you're in a place of peace, you have perfect, you have shalom, shalom, you're good in that place. I want you to do this. I want you to help us in this altar today. There's a lot of folks here, and I want us to pray for each other. I want us to, to lift each other up. And today I want to get this settled in our hearts that God wants to prosper you in your spirit and in your mind today. Father, I thank you today that, God, you made available to us spiritual and mental prosperity. You made available to us, God, everything that we need in our life to be forever settled in our hearts and our life today, God. Peace and prosperity spiritually and in our minds today, God. And I just pray today to those who have stepped out of faith, God, they've heard the word they've received today, God, and their faith's been built to a place where they can believe again, God. I thank you that today, this will be the day for their salvation experience, whether they're mentally or spiritually. I speak life into them right now. I declare today into their hearts and in their homes and in their, their minds right now, perfect peace. Perfect peace. <laughs> Hallelujah. I declare that over them today, God. As we just spend some moments and time in your, in your presence, God. Lord, I just declare this today, God. We call this done. Let the words of faith today get into their hearts and renew them, Lord. And bring life into dead places in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's just take let's just pray for one another.